Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Norman, we need to pause this surgery. What, doctor? Well, we need to hurry to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale. New Xfinity customers can get fast, reliable internet and add two lines of Xfinity Mobile to get $500 back for a limited time. That's amazing, Doc. I know. I don't want to miss this deal. Let's reschedule. Doc. Doc. Drop everything. Get to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale now through January 10th. Go to Xfinity.com slash Hello 2023 to learn more. Restrictions apply. Xfinity internet required for Xfinity Mobile. Episode 60 of Drunk on Broad, uh, coming to you live from the, the Belly Up Sports Network. But, uh, yeah, we're here. The, there's too much going on to wait until the middle of next week. So, uh, you know, we got uh, we got Joe and Jason on today to, you know, just keep a, keep a wrap on all things Philly sports. Gentlemen, welcome. What's up? Morning, guys. Well, listen – before, before we before we get too too far in, you know, we got our our, our couple of sponsors. We got our, our La Terrain luxury watches. You know, we got uh, Team Clicks, the the, the team themed eyeglassware with this, you know some really cool interchangeable parts. Uh, we've got our our new uh, Shocked Energy, which we should be getting some sponsors uh, or we should be getting some samples pretty soon that we're gonna uh, you know be able to share out with some people. And then uh, we have our new. Uh, our new sponsor, Streaker Sports. They do uh, some, some old defunct uh, teams and leagues and logos. They've got some cool uh, merchandise related to some movies. So all that stuff is all in our, our link tree, all on, uh, all, in, all in the bio. Gentlemen, now that we got that out of the way, Thursday night was an incredible night to be a sports fan. You think about everything that when, when you invest in it in, in the teams that we love right Thursday night is like the, the culmination it, it doesn't get better right the Phillies pull the they, they sweep the Rockies I know it's the Rockies but they you know, they pull the sweep off in the afternoon right sixers come come in right they hold it down they boat race the Raptors and then the, the Eagles come in at the end right they trade up draft Jordan Davis. Then they make the monster move, 
right, to bring in A.J. Brown, we're, 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 we're flying high on cloud nine. Talk, talk to me about Thursday. Talk to me about what, what happened for you guys on Thursday. Thursday? <laughs> I was <laughs> in heaven. And then yesterday right? happened. <laughs> well, Jay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Jay. Jay, listen, we, we always preach about the power of positivity here. Jay. I'm trying to uh Jay. No, Jay, I'm don't do it. My, Jay. Uh, Jay. Don't do it. Jay, 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 take your rant, put it in a box, and save it for like 15 minutes from now. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'll give you the floor. Thursday was fucking awesome. Thursday was Thursday probably was incredible. Uh you know, obviously the Philly sweep was was big, regardless of the fact that it was the Rockies. The fact that the Phillies have been playing like total shit for the first month of the season, and they actually put together the most consistent, you know, four game stretch uh, of the year. Yeah, that means a lot. And then, of course, nothing to me more, meant more obviously because you got to remember. The Sixers are in the playoffs, which is the most important part of a season. To me, trumps any regular season, even trumps a draft. And the Sixers are able to beat the Raptors and move on to the next round. And then, of course, most of us in Philly land, I, I'm a baseball guy, but at the end of the day, when it comes to sports in this town – everything pretty much usually seems to revolve around the Eagles. So anything Eagles related, especially when it comes to the draft, uh, is big. And, of course, we had the Eagles make a move up to make a pick. And during that time, I was actually on a live show. And I was a little annoyed because of the fact that we traded up and there was a guy, a certain guy I wanted, and that was Jameson Williams. And, of course – find out seconds later after the Eagles trade up that the Lions traded up ahead of us and they take Jamison Williams. So we draft Jordan Davis. Now I'm just giving you a live moment for Jason. I, at first I was a little annoyed because I'm like Jordan Davis, you know, uh, it's not really a good pick. We could have had Kyle Hamilton who I really wanted the safety where we could have had Jermaine Johnson, who to me was probably the third best defensive end or, well, I can't use that word. It's called edge now. So Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher, but we didn't get him. Anyway, needless to say, 20 sec, yeah, 15 minutes later, we hear the news broke on, you know, A.J. Brown, and it's like everything I was feeling upset about with Jordan Davis was like kapoof. Yeah, it goes. I was like, you know – in heaven, because to me, A.J. Brown is the prize of the guys that are left. Like, you, you want to talk about top-tier wide receivers. You got, obviously, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, you know, Tyree Kill. Two of those three obviously changed teams and signed massive, mega, mega deals. Right. But to be able to get A.J. Brown, to me, is like – I mean, let's face it. It's the best wide receiver the Eagles have had since Terrell Owens, and we had Terrell Owens for one year. Yeah, so now that's, you got, yeah. that's how right, big this is. Yeah, we'll we'll get it. We'll get into all all that stuff. Joe, Joe, talk to me about your Thursday. You know, 
Pretty much the same thing to piggyback off of Jay. Um, you know, I was I was also enamored with Jamison Williams. Um, you know, yeah, you, you you drafted Smith last year, which is all fine and great, but you know, obviously the year before you take Rieger and he gives you nothing. Um, I felt that it was that was a more pressing need just because of the depth of all the defensive talent that was on the board. Um, but yeah, it was unfortunate to see the Lions jump up, you know, a pick ahead of us and, 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 and pluck him away from us. Now, Jonathan Davis is fantastic. And I, I love Jonathan Davis. I've done my research on Jonathan Davis, but, um, you know, you want that flashy offensive toy that you can have for however many years to come, um, but I mean, Davis is going to be a stud. You know, they they talk about his pass rushing skills, what might which might not be the greatest. But you know, coming in here with the guys that they have on the team already, I'm and then and the defensive coaching that they have, other than maybe Gannon, you know, maybe the defensive line coach can really get him to uh, to step up his game in that aspect. Um, but yeah, then they get that. It's great because you know Jay calls me you know a Twitter addict, which yeah, I guess I can I can admit it. But uh, seeing that come through on the timeline before I can before I actually even see it up on the screen, watching the draft. So yeah, that, I mean, listen, that was one thing that I don't know. I can't I can't put my finger on it if if it if I like it or it annoys me. But like the stuff was happening on social media, like. Five minutes before yeah. it was happening on on the TV, so like almost watching the t like watching the draft on TV was kind of anticlimactic. Delayed, so much, delayed. So much, yeah, yeah. The 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 guys that are actually live at the draft are tweeting that stuff out right away, and then I'm like, oh well, and, and <laughs> like even last night, like the 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 Embiid stuff, the Embiid news comes out right with the the orbital fracture and the concussion. From the thing that had the the interaction with Siakam, five minutes left in the game, and then two minutes later, the Eagles, you know, where the, where you think they're in a position, you know, at, at fifty one to draft Nicobe Dean, and then they take a center, like I not not knowing a whole lot about the center, right? Having done a little bit more research on it after the fact, like those two things hit within minutes of each other, and I was like. This just like was like getting kicked in the nuts twice, like within like like minutes of each other. And I'm like, yeah. like what are we doing? Yeah. You know, things end up playing out. You know, never thought that Nicobe Dean would last till 83, where they can pick him up in the third round. Um, God, like I just I, I I go back to like we can't have nice things, right? That high that we were on on Thursday, you know. Seem to all come crashing down in like within minutes of each other. So true, you know, with the Embiid news, um, it's you know, it's you, we were blindsided, totally blindsided. Um, you know, and there, you know, he's he's out, and there's no timetable, and this and that, and it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Is that, I mean, I guess he's guaranteed to be out Monday. Which is game one? Um, what game? Game two is what Wednesday, and game three is Saturday. Uh, Friday, Monday. It's Monday. Monday it's Friday. Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Um, 
you know, what are we okay. looking at? What, 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 what can we realistically expect from the rest of these guys going against the number one seed? Uh, you know, they're banged up too. I mean, is Larry yeah, going to play? Is Butler going to play? You know, yeah, they, they had what you know, I was listening they, they in talking about like their, their practice the other day, yesterday, you know, they had, they had a couple of guys that sat out of practice now, right? Every, everybody at this stage in the season is all, everybody's banged up. Right. So I do, do I think that any of those guys sitting out in practice equates to them not playing right. in, yeah. in game one? I, I, I really, I, I don't think so. I think that they do end up playing in game one, but you know, you know, the Jay and I were talking right before you, you, you jumped on Joe, the, you know, the, when, when Fultz runs into him a couple years ago and he gets the orbital fracture in the other eye, he spent, I think it was three or four weeks out just, just with that. So right. no, knowing, not knowing what the severity of that injury is, knowing that he can wear a mask, but the concussion keeps him out at least five days post injury, right? right? Yeah. Which put, which to me, you know, it puts him at Tuesday. So my thought is he maybe concussion. He, I don't know that he, tra- like, I don't yeah. know that he travels to Miami at all. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe he makes it to me. The, the first time that you have the chance to see him is probably Friday. If, if, if he's able to, you know, if he's able, if they're able to fit him for a mask, if they're able, I mean, which I'm sure they are, right? But if if he's got the opportunity to be able to come back, I think the earliest that you see him is probably Friday. Friday, yeah, man, yeah, and and it's you know, I I really really think that what you saw with Harden, the way Harden played in that game six, gave me a lot of hope. To say like if we can get that guy in that series in Miami, you got a shot. You you got a real shot. They probably won't be. They probably wouldn't have been the favorite, but they now right. You know, I was texting you know you know Big T Will. I was texting him you know on Twitter last night. Like you know, he he put out a question like what what's this series look like now? And I'm like, all right, well you, if you have a hope and a prayer, you need. You know, Houston Rockets, James Harden putting up, you know, triple doubles to be even even to just be in the conversation. Right. Yeah, that's that's going to be the question. Can he can he flip that switch knowing that, you know, he doesn't have the, the, you know, should be the MVP. Yeah. Or at least, like you said, it's looking like it's going to be at least the first two games. Can he can he rise to the occasion? You know, they beat Miami in the regular season there toward the end without um, without Embiid, but it's that's a small sample size. It's one game. Now you're it's the playoffs. It's helter skelter. It's crunch time. It's balls to the wall. So what? It's going to be interesting to see what we get because you know we don't really know what we're going to get from the Sixers or, and Harden, you know, the first five games he was here, man, we thought we were going to get that every game. You, you thought you were going to rip off, you know, you know, 16 out of 20 games and, you know, 
ride, ride into the playoffs on a high, right? And that that kind of it, it waned a little bit. But I look at like it. It just it was it had the opportunity to be an insanely great series that probably would have gone seven. You know now, you know you're gonna be. Hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be really difficult to be able to to match the pace and space that the Heat can play with, right? You got guys like PJ Tucker, Tyler Hero. Those guys are gonna pace and space the floor, mm-hmm. right? But you don't have a guy that's gonna play with Bam Adebayo, right? Under you know what you had in Andre Drummond, you're you're not getting in Paul Reed. You're not getting that. You're not gonna get that center production. There's no attention on you know, what would have been Embiid. So is there space for Tobias Harris? Is there space for Danny Green? Like the the things that you saw them have in that Raptor series, not necessarily having here. Right. Yeah, see, so use the term, we can't have nice things. And that's basically the epitome of this situation. Welcome um, to Philadelphia. We can't now, have nice things. I know that you said earlier the negative nanny in me, don't bring it out yet. The funny thing is I'm actually going to go the opposite direction here than you guys. I actually am going to look at this as a challenge that we are absolutely capable of overcoming. Uh, I'm not saying that what happened in 2017 with the Eagles was – you know, the norm, because let's face it, that was lightning in a bottle. But that team had a lot of talent and it lost basically its MVP that season. And I am nowhere near, because I know I know how social media is, I'm not comparing Carson Wentz to Joel Embiid because he's not. But on that team, he was the team's MVP at that time. Right. He went down going into the playoffs. Obviously, it was before the playoffs. It's not the same situation. My point is, is that this team is a team. Sometimes you do have to face adversity. Can we win? It's going to be tough. But here's where I'm at. You got James Harden for exactly this reason. You needed another superstar player mm-hmm. to come in here because without – another superstar, you had basically Joel Embiid and nobody. But what we didn't realize, well, what a lot of Sixers fans didn't realize, I'm going to take credit for saying that I did because you can go back and you can see that I was big on this guy since day one, and that's Tyrese Maxey. If Tyrese Maxey can play at his maximum capabilities in this series and James Harden can play the way that he played in this last game, obviously, he's going to have to put up more points. I think we can absolutely beat Miami. I think we face up – I'm not going to lie. I actually think we – we. it's a better matchup against Miami than we had against Toronto. Toronto had a lot of that physicality type thing. Miami to me is an older team. So we need to, so knowing that we need to use our strength. What is our strength? What does Tyrese Maxey do? Jay, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you that, that 
the Sixers are probably well, well, in in terms of youth, they're they're probably you know on the you know, the higher side of that. But like, are those guys going to be able to match up with Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Udonis Haslam? Like, you know, not not to mention you're going to bring Markeith Morris off the bench. You're going to have Victor mm-hmm. De- Oladipo come off the bench. You're going to have PJ Tucker come off the bench. Like they're going to bring, they're just going to bring guys in waves and you're going to have like, and then you look at the guys that the Sixers are bringing off the bench and you're bringing George Niang and you're bringing, you know, what's what, whatever. I, I don't know why Furkan Korkmaz even got the floor the other night, but Shake Milton, like you, you're bringing DeAndre Jordan. You're, you're not bringing the same caliber of player. Um, and I just don't know without Embiid, I, like, I don't even know what that starting five looks like. Like, is Paul Reed going to start? Is DeAndre Jordan going to start? Like, I, I don't even know. Like, do you go a small lineup? And, and like, I don't, you can't go a small lineup because you can't, you know, who's going to cover, you know, Bam and a bio. Right. You, you, you can't have, you can't go a small lineup and ask, Matisse Thibel to bang with Bam Adebayo for 35 minutes. So does Paul Reed start, right? And then DeAndre Jordan is getting minutes now when he hasn't seen the court in in three weeks. The the uh, Jay, I, I you know you know me. I, I love your your optimism. I, 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 listen, I'm not saying the Sixers are going to win the series. What I'm saying is. They have no choice. Like no, we no, no. Here, no. We could They're sit here. here as fans and say, "Well, they, you know, they have no shot," or we could sit there and say, "You know what? If if I've seen just... stranger things happen, oh, and I guess what I'm getting at is, is we realistically still don't know if this is like going to be a super long term thing, or if Embiid's going to just be out, maybe say what game one and two, or and then he comes back game three, like. At this point in time, we don't know what's going to happen. What I will say is that I don't think. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. I think if this was against Milwaukee or the Celtics, I would be a lot more negative than I'm being and I'm not and maybe I'm undervaluing Miami at the number one seed maybe maybe that's my personal bias you know not really giving Miami the credit that they're due I just 
in my opinion, I, I, I think we with or without Embiid, we match up better against Miami than we would against those kind of teams. And that's just my opinion. And and I could be totally off base. And listen, Embiid yeah, I, I would actually the argue player, with you. probably the best player in the league. But oh, I mean he is. And there there is no replacement. You're not gonna guy. replace that on no. any team. That would no. be like that would I, be like Milwaukee losing Giannis. You just don't replace yeah, it. Yeah, there, there is a significant drop-off to the next guy. I, Jay, I would actually argue with you that they might, in, in the situation that they're in, they might match up better with Boston than they do Miami. Yeah. Right? Boston, it, Boston is a team that's hot, and they're playing incredibly well. But in terms of size, Boston doesn't have a, a guy in the middle that's going to bang – with 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 a whole lot of people, right? They're they're more of like a, a space amount. Give Jason Tatum, you know, Marcus Smart, give those guys their space. Um, well, I don't know, just like, but, but I, they're not playing. Honest? No, go ahead. Let's be real here. Go ahead. This is where James Harden needs to put his money where his mouth is. Like this, put up. This, like yes. you are. King. I I don't want everyone wants to say, well, James Harden's not the same player. Okay. It's not like James Harden just fell off a cliff all of a sudden like, and, and went from being like a superstar to nothing. James yeah, Harden right. came here with the mentality that he wanted – he was okay being the second. He didn't want to be the man. Does that necessarily mean that he can't be? And he's being paid to be. So you know what? Here's my, here's my challenge. James Harden, I need you to be the James Harden that you can be. And put your money where your mouth is. Score the damn points. Put up some points. Joe, go ahead. Shoot some threes. Exactly. I mean, that's to to feed off of that. Um, you know, he he has. You know, he he might be slower, but I mean, he knows how to shoot the ball. He's always known how to shoot the ball. You know what? What was he told when he when he came here? What was the expectation? Did they want him to be a facilitator? Did they want him to be a scorer? Did they want him to do a little bit of both? Um, it th- this is really going to this situation is going to be huge also for Doc. Um, yeah. they, you know they're going to have to kind of reinvent themselves t- to make up for you know an MVP MVP player that's not going to be on the court. So. You you hope that Harden gets the memo. Um, I mean, next year with him is is a player option. I think if he shits the bed, you know, do, does he does he stick around? Do they do they run him out of town? Does you know what what happens with Doc? There's so many moving parts with. With things now, with Embiid being injured, that are on the table. Um, but but when it comes to Harden, he he seems like he seems like he can flip that switch, like the step back three. I don't understand what what his deal is with the the wide open look, like somebody like a spot up three. It's like he's got to do that the dribble and then step back. Just shoot right. the ball, dude. Just shoot the ball. Just go, go to the rack and score. You know how to do it. Just yeah, do like, it. That's all we want. Like, 
where that's like, all we want. like where like Tobias will come like he is more of like a catch and shoot guy, right? You can hit him off the on a like on a breakout where you know he'll just step into it and shoot it. It seems you're right, John. I think it, it it seems like Harden wants to try to dribble the air out of the ball before he takes before he just, takes a shot. Yeah. Um, so you know I, I think listen the only shot that they have is exactly what we're talking about, which is Harden has to be the guy that he always was in order for them to have a shot. Like, he's got to have to be the guy that's going to take over the series and carry the team. And Joe, I think your idea that, like, this is – if there's a time for Doc to be able to say, like, I want to be with this team and I don't want to be in L.A. or I don't want to go somewhere else, right? Because we all know he's got half a foot out the door to go to coach the Lakers. Um, unless you know, unless they pulled Nick Nurse out of Canada, yeah. um, oh yeah, uh, listen, not here, not here, not here. No, 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 no. <laughs> he no. won't get in the building. No, God, he, he won't get no, in the but building. Like, but like Nurse is a guy who's been talked about to go to LA too. Um, but like, you're right. You have to completely reinvent how you play. You know, if if I'm them, right, I go watch Miami play zone defense and I try to emulate that as much as I can. Cause if there's anybody who play like Spolstra is a guy who can really like, he's probably one of the best coaches in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And if I'm one of them, right. I'm going to play, I, I might play more zone, right. I'm, I might be able to, you know, go three, two and get, get guys out in space along the edge, maybe force them to try to have to drive the ball. Right. So put, put pressure on them on the perimeter, force them inside, maybe spots where they're not comfortable. But if you let those guys take space, right, those guys on the heat, they're going to, they're going to hit. They're going to kill you. And that's a problem. That's an issue with the Sixers. You know, they won the series, but if you go back and look at clips of that game and watch, rewatch those games, their, their rotations sometimes were terrible and their closeouts were terrible. Um, you know, Matisse Thibel, he's our best defender, but there's a lot of times, well, you know, and he didn't even play because he couldn't play in Toronto, but he gets beat off the ball constantly. And he's trying to do the reach, you know, around the back to poke the ball or block the ball from behind. Just keep the guy in front of you. If they make the shot, they make the shot. Yeah. I I think, I think in, in this particular series, I think him not being able to play in Toronto kind of fucked with his head a little bit. I think that that mm-hmm. that, that inconsistency of only yep. being able to play at home, maybe yeah. there's a little there, there's a little mind. He's skittish. You saw it, and he. I think he feel like he might have let the team down a little bit, not right. being able to play there, and, and then there's his, that mental part. Sure, absolutely, but also too, you know, what did he do before this season? Did did he work on his offensive game at all? You know, he should be a guy doing layups. He should be a guy cutting to the basket. He should be a guy dunking the ball. He's He's got the length. He's got the athleticism. But when he gets near the basket, he just looks lost. It's it's bad. Jay, what do yeah. you think? No, I mean, you guys all bring up good points. I think you're right. I, I If I if I have a concern, my my biggest concern is the, is the coaching uh, – disparity there between Spolstra and, and, and Doc. I, I mean, because I think Doc sometimes shows that he's an elite coach and other times he shows that 
I don't want to say that he doesn't know what he's doing, but his stubbornness mm-hmm. trumps any of any of his ability to show that he's actually in that top tier of coaches. And and that's where a lot of times I get frustrated. And you mentioned, you know, the rotations. I think a lot of times that has to do with why the Sixers struggle. I mean, I remember, I, I don't know what game it was. I, it may have been game four, but there was one of the games where the Sixers were down by like 11 and they had brought it back. And I, I believe they were down by one point. And then Doc took Harden and Embiid both off the court at the same time. And it was like, it was a puzzling move at that time when we had just gained all the ground back that we lost. And then he made that change. And just like that, we were down like 22. Like, it, and I think it might have been game four. It was one of, it was earlier in the series, but it might have been, you know, the first loss. Um, I mean, that's the part but, that I'm going to be paying attention well, to. Right, the time when Harden's off the floor. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I'm at. But I, I think if if you want to look at my, you know, ways that we can win the series, we obviously need James Harden. We talked about that, but we also need the Tyrese Maxey of Game One, Two, and and Six, not the Tyrese Maxey that played in Games Three, Four, and Five. Very true. That Tyrese mm-hmm. Maxey, you know, was timid, wasn't getting to the basket wasn't, you know, wasn't making his shots. I mean, if Tyrese Maxey could put up 38 points like he did in game one, we got a legit shot. Yeah. Yes. But here, and this is the thing that I thought about. I was talking with my father-in-law last night. Like, if you need Harden to be that ball-dominant scorer, that now, does that now take away from the looks for Tobias Harris, for Tyrese Maxey, for Danny Green. Yeah, you're, losing now, in beads. you're losing all in beads. So somebody's going to yeah. get those. Somebody's going to <laughs> I just I, – I, I guess they, they've played and designed this – you see how well this offense has looked all season long with Embiid to now pull that rug out from under you and now have to figure – got four days to figure out a plan B when you know this would Other happen. People are going to have to step up. The you're, bench you're right. Going to have to step up. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. You it, in order to win, at this point, you're going to need everybody to say, you know what, we got to play as a team. Like, yeah, we can be all accept three points from from you know from uh, Tease. Oh yeah. yeah you I need mean, the, Matisse Bible gonna... to start. Make it some easy baskets. Are you gonna put yeah. up twenty points? Probably not. But yeah. you can't accept a two point game, right? Hey, Danny Green. Danny Green is great in the playoffs. He's shown it in in, in multiple years and with multiple championship teams. Danny yeah. Green is gonna have to be a bigger part of the team. Like when you lose and beat, it's obvious you're not replacing it. Yeah, but what no, you absolutely. can expect yeah. is that you could say, "Well, we're not gonna expect mediocrity here. We have to." find a convenient way to get the most out of every player. And that's Doc's job. Like at the right. end of the day, that's a job. That's the job of the coach. Like, you know, I manage a supermarket. If I lose like a key player, there's, there's guys that we have that are amazing at their job. And you, it's the same thing. You can't replace them. Like somebody that throws 500 pieces in and out, you know, 
you're not replacing that, but it's like, okay, your job as a manager is to figure out, well, how can I get three guys to do that job? You know what I'm saying? So, yes, is it going to be a, a uh, is it going to be a steep challenge? Absolutely. But yeah. can it happen? I, I mean, if we sit here and we just say, no, they're not going to win, that's the easy way out. I mean, I don't think they will win the series without Embiid, but – they did beat yeah. Miami in a small sample size, one game without Embiid. Now it's regular season. But don't forget, Miami has some injuries of their own. So right. they're not 100% healthy. I don't think anybody at this point in any sport is that is is completely healthy. Yeah, the, the two-man game, the three-man game, it's going to be it's going to be Harris, it's going to be Maxi and it's going to be Harden and they all have to be on every game. Every game. They can't take, you know, have, they got to get the ball touches early. They got to get easy buckets early so they can get rolling. Um, because there's, you know, these guys, they go, they're, they're up and down. You know, Harden had 10 points the other night. The game, game six when they won, he had 10 points in the first quarter. He had two points in the second quarter. You just need consistency, and they have to be aggressive. If they're not aggressive, they're going to lose. They can't play timid. They can't play, oh, well, that guy will do it, and he'll take up, pick up my slack. They've all got to be on the same page, and they have to be aggressive um, and try to find that spacing because it's going to be hard. You know, you, you miss a guy that's 7'2", 280, the, you know, the floor setup's good. It's just it's going to be different. It's going to be different, and it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be a, a hell of an uphill battle. Oh, truly. Gentlemen, anything else you want to talk Sixers before we hit, we talk some birds and some draft? Uh, maybe just quick. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you're up twenty nine points. Why is he still in the game with four minutes left? <sighs> I saw that. I saw someone put that out there today. Like, yeah, it's uh, you're right. Like, it, it's such hindsight to be like, you, you know that you had that game in hand. Eight minutes left in the game. Like, why isn't Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, DeAndre oh, Jordan? Hockey like, line change. Like, <laughs> right. Like at like like at that point, yeah. I know it's a game six and I know you're trying to close it out, but at that point, it should have been the blue coats. I, I haven't saw any news. Is, is Siakam gonna get a fine? Or is this was this like a matter of just they're, like, they're saying that it's it was incident incidental contact. I find that hard to believe. I saw the hit and I I don't know. The, the, let me let me just say this real quick. Phil, Phil mentioned it on our show like yesterday. We had the morning show. You know, you know, we do the uh, trending every morning, and he he mentioned it like, did you guys see that that hit? And it was like yeah. vicious. And like, obviously, this was before the news. And then I hear the news, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Yeah. Like, as, as soon as that the stuff with his thumb came out, it it was them trying to to play, and, and I'm it's. Not, I, I won't say it was dirty, right? But it was more physically aggressive. And I think as soon as the Raptors saw that the officiating wasn't going to call every single thing, mm-hmm. it just gave them more of an incentive to be able to say, all right, well, if you're going to let us do this, well, then we're going to try this, right? And then as soon as that game got out of hand, I think – that they saw that opportunity to just do whatever. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, didn't they originally call the foul on Embiid? I believe so. I believe that. I believe Before that. they had to re- review it, you know, he's, he's hunched over holding his face. They originally called a, blo- a block on Embiid, I believe. Well, did, and did, did you all see the, the the audio clip of the, the announcers? The, yeah, the Raptors broadcast. Like they're all on that this this kick and trip of I I just I don't understand it. Like, I mean he's yeah. he's a he's a world class player. He's he's in the MVP voting. Like, because he's going to get calls. He's going to get yeah, calls. No matter how many games and how many times Nick Nurse wants to cry about it, you know. It is what it is. They're they're sitting at home. We're moving on, and and unfortunately, our you know our best player is injured. But right. um, there's no re- there's no need for any of that in any on any level and in, in any sports. That's just class. It's it's bush league. I, I listen. I saw everything I needed to see and hear from anybody who calls themselves Toronto fans, <laughs> right? Like like to yeah. Listen, we we. We have gotten a good repu- a, a good reputation for being a team, a, a fan base that holds their players accountable, right? But for every time that Abid gets the ball, that you're you know on, on national TV, you want to chant "fuck Embiid," like mm-hmm. that, like when you know the the when he gets injured, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he said it? The, the guy said it. Uh, he like he deserved it. Right, like a car, like some something about it being karma, right? Yeah, and, you got what you and, deserved. What does that mean? Yeah, listen. Who and, and Wait, who said that? The 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 Toronto uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. The two ter- said the that Toronto now team. about no, the, the, the he said it when it, he said it when, when he when got it in, when he was holding his face when, on that play. He he said that that he that he deserved it. It just that, during the that, broadcast. During yeah. the broadcast. Yeah, if you or I said that, we'd be banned oh. from podcasting. <laughs> oh my god! You, you, we, you, you could throw it up in there with uh, the the snowballs and Santa Claus and all that other dumb shit that that just gets regurgitated. That's so like, and nobody, it, it, you know, they people will always, as a Philly fan, you're you're gonna hear that for the rest of your life. Your kids are going to hear about it. Your grandkids. It's going to fucking go on forever and fucking ever. I'm so over it because nobody knows the story. Nobody knows why Joe, we tell the story. Why. Joe, tell the story. Okay, give, he, give was, me the, he was give a me the drunk, belligerent asshole. He should have been fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> we should have picked anybody else, but we picked that guy. You know what? We gave him the business because he gave us the business. Right. That's the story. But nope, nobody wants to, nobody wants to, nobody wants all the details. They see what they see. They don't right. want a story. They they see what they want to see. Exactly. Right? They, they, right. they see what fits into the narrative. Right? But the, nobody's going to talk about the fact that you know when when Durant gets injured that they cheered him, right? Like there there there's a laundry list of other shit that that no one wants to talk about until it happens here, and when it happens yeah. here, then right they back. go right to that file. Look at the and- Yankees game. What was that? Was that this week or last week? Throwing fucking beer cans at the player. Right. Like, but that's probably our fault because it started in <laughs> Philly. It didn't start in New York. Philly started all this bullshit. 
I just I can't, man. It's it's too much. Um, listen, let's let, let, let's move on to some some bigger and brighter news, right? We got the NFL draft happening. Um, the Eagles, as they sit right now, right? They 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 started off picking at they had fifteen and eighteen. Um, the the draft starts to play out the way that it does. You see a couple of guys that we know that they like. They like we, we heard a lot in the news that they love Jordan Davis. Um, mm-hmm. They loved Kyle Hamilton. They love Jameson Williams. So I think they were sitting there and thinking like, all right, there's a guy. They know that there's a guy high on their draft board that they know they're going to be able to get to. And and then they make the move up, right? They I think if they had their druthers, it would have been to to be able to get Jameson Williams. Sure. To me, I hate to say this, but to me, Detroit is where wide receivers go to die. (laughs) Like, I I loved him as a player, but, like, with his injury history, it would not surprise me if he falls off the table. Now, listen, I hope he's wrong. He's a great athlete. He's a great kid. He got injured. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. It is what it is. No, it's right. No, go ahead. I don't mean to cut you. But I, no, no, no. But like, I love Jordan Davis. I love what Jordan yeah. Davis brings. Yeah. The man is what six six uh, six three forty five. So he might. You might be able to not tell the difference if he stands next to Jordan Malata. <laughs> you know what? And and here here's the way that I started looking at it, Joe. Is that like I'm looking at him next to Fletcher Cox next to Hargrave and Brandon Graham, right? And those four guys are going to – you're not going to be able – on first – even if he plays first and second down, you are not going to be able to block Jordan Davis with one guy. I saw like no. a, baldy, a baldy breakdown of the game where they played Alabama, and they literally triple-teamed him. Yep. And, and he didn't move off the line. If he commands that amount of attention – somebody's. Two of those guys from Alabama got drafted already. Right. So now you look at that second level, right? Now you're creating space for Kazir Williams. You're creating space for Hassan Reddick, for all those guys to be able to go make tackles. And even if he's a two-down guy, take him off the field. On passing. And now now it's third and long. Yep. Right. Now, and and also, too, you know, obviously – they're going to, they'll teach him, you know, pass rush, rush technique, whether he picks up on it or not. Um, just, just the fact that he is so big and he's going to command a double team 
whenever he's on the field, right, is gonna make is gonna make it that much easier for for everybody else. You know, like you said, a guy like guy like Reddick or a guy like Sweat, you know, Graham. This I think he came out and said this is probably going to be his last year, but I think we kind of already knew that. And the same thing with Fletcher. I mean, I think that it's a one-year deal, and then you know they brought in Davis to groom Davis to take over his spot. Um, you know, you'll 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 teach him the the pass rush techniques, but that you already have a guy who who can do both in Hargrave. So, you know them them feeding off of each other. Um, and then the move, the move they made with with Reddick, you know, coming off the edge, it's it's definitely going to make this team better in the run uh, against the run and the pass. Now the the only question is now, who the hell's your second corner? Well, and this and this is where like I know that they had to move draft capital to be able to get where they had to get, but you got a guy who's going to be an impact player on day one which your first round pick has to be. Um, I, you know, they, they, they take the center, which, you know, to me says everything we need to know about Landon Dickerson staying at guard. Sam is probably going to stay at the, other, he's probably going to slide into that other guard spot um, at some point. And Cam Jurgens is a guy who is not going to play this year, minus any kind of injury to Jason Kelsey. Nicobe Dean is the guy who lasts until 83. I know there were some there was some stuff with some injury concerns. Um, but I look at his his film, right? Put all the other stuff aside, watch the tape. Yep. And this dude is just running all over the field. There was stuff in his highlight package last night where he's guarding DBs and you know, you know, gets a pick six. He's running from hash to hash to make a tackle. Like he to me is just a guy who is just a flat out football player, a guy that I love. Yeah, I mean he all he does all he ever did down there was was produce. He's not you know a big a big big guy, but you don't have to be at that position. You have to be able to cover and run and right. tackle, and he can do all of those things. And and the good thing about that is especially once you get Davis on the field and Dean on the field at the same time. I mean, they played together how many years in college? They, they, they feed, they feed off of each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But to, to, to talk about their, their defensive backfield, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if they, if they have a deal in the works for like Tyron. I think they might. I've, I've seen that, you know, it's social media. You, you, it's you flip a coin, but I think he's still in the mix. Um, I would have even if they if they have no other plans at cornerback, I would have brought st- back Stephen Nelson at five million bucks a year. You're right, five million bucks. That's that's a steal in my book. That's, that's, he wasn't that bad. He's 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 better than Zach McPherson, right? Yeah. I mean, Zach, Zach came in when, uh, the guy, you know, somebody went out and tweaked something. He came on the field. And then where did they throw the ball? Right his way, and he got torched. You know, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. But you can't go into this, this season with with a realistic expectation that he is going to be the other starter. That's, no. I, that's, that's unfair. That's unfair to him, and that's unfair to the team. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I, I'm looking at, like, the, the guys that – 
at this point, you know, like you've only at, at this point in the draft minus a handful of moves, you know, and Adam, uh, you know, is, is talking about Andre Dillard, not, not picking up the option. I think that's a no brainer. Right. And if they, the, the two guys to watch between, you know, the end now and the end of the day today, you know, if, if they can move Dillard or Rager for anything, yeah. I think, you know, n- knowing that those were high picks and they invested a lot of draft capital in those guys, if you can get anything for them um, without having to cut them, you know, for me, because right now you're sitting at, you don't have a fourth round pick. You don't Maybe, have a yeah. sixth. Yeah. You know, you, you're picking at 140, 154 and then 237. So like those guys, you know, it, I don't know how you can go into this, these three days and not at least invest some kind of capital in a corner, in a safety. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the uh, consensus on what you get for Dillard? Is it a fourth? Does anybody, what's his value? Joe, if you can get, like, I don't know if them not picking up his option, they know teams are going to be able to get him on the cheap for, for nothing. Maybe Yeah. the Eagles just decide to move on from him. Um, I think he's a guy that like, I don't even know if he's your swing tackle at this point. Oof. Like, like, like Driscoll is a guy yes. who I, yeah. who I'd rather trust as a swing tackle. He's fallen down the, the so board. Much. Yeah. And it's, that's just, you know, it's that, it's that boomer bust with Howie. It's the, it's the boomer bust. I mean, you, I, I like the Jurgens pick. I like it a lot, but I, it's not, it's not a need right now. Yeah, but you got to remember. It's not a need Joe, right, right now. Yo, you got to remember. Howie Roseman doesn't care what Joe Bucci or Jason Schaefer. Oh, I, I don't care about that either. He values <laughs> the trenches. Yep. He values the trenches. He's talked about it. If yep. you remember last no, week, no. if you watched the press conference, he, he discussed why they have certain philosophies on the way they draft. Um, Jordan Davis, to me, like I said, I was down on the pick at first, but the more I've had time to think about it, I mean, this guy's massive. Like, if, if you want my comp, I, 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 he kind of reminds me of Vita Vey, who was drafted a couple years ago from uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay. Size. And he's a guy that a lot of people – I remember when Vita Vey was drafted, they were saying, well, he can't get to the quarterback. To me, the defensive tackle – I don't always look at the numbers, the sacks or the hurries to specifically oh, no. say whether they're doing a good job. And let's face it. It's going to be a take right? Jordan Davis is going to take all the pressure off of guys like Fletcher Cox, like who's older now. So you, you're going to do, you're going to see more of a rotation, which is fine because that keeps everybody fresh. If you look at the Eagles right now, their interior line is probably one of the top in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, so you're, 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 you're not going to be able to see Jordan Davis's effect in the stat sheet. Yeah. He's a tape guy. You're going to yeah. have to turn on the tape and say, is he commanding double teams? Is he putting pressure on the quarterback? Is he, be, is he able to occupy multiple players so that other guys can play in space? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're, 
but talking about the, you know getting to the cornerbacks, you know, obviously that it's still a need, and I get that. But I also know that a lot of times, if you remember last year, we signed Steven Nelson in the second wave of free agency. There's going to be guys that are going to come available. I'm not concerned that they're not going to address the position. They're not going to go into the season not addressing it. Now, yes, we all would like it in the draft. But to me, sometimes with cornerback, I wouldn't mind dipping into the free agency there because you know guys are going to get cut. Like, that happens every year that guys become available. I, I think we know that the Eagles target, you know, they're targeting a safety. I, I think the Honey Badger is going to be an Eagle. I, I mean, that's by tomorrow. A guarantee. By tomorrow. You think so? And when that so. happens, I, I, I do think that there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. As just going from, yeah. like, being, you know, questioned – to actually being a defense that has, you know, an opportunity to take a big step forward. And I, I said that numerous times, like I wasn't big on Jonathan Gannon, but I wasn't ready to say, well, let's just get rid of the guy because, you know, he's a rookie coach and he didn't have a lot of horses in the state. We need better players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need I mean, defense, you know, but besides Jonah. Darius Slay, and, and don't forget too, and not that, not that he's going to make a huge impact, but losing a guy like Brandon Graham, you can't quantify it on the stat sheets. No, you're right. He's a leader. Yeah. In the and not that he wasn't a leader when he's hurt, but when he comes back, you're talking about this defense looks totally different because now you sign Hassan Reddick, who, yep. by the way, a lot of people haven't even been talking about like. Yeah. After it happened, it was like everyone was happy, and then yep. it's like almost forgotten. You're going to have three. Hassan Reddick was the best defensive edge rusher in, in, in free agency. Yeah. You'll have three edges on the field. You can run three edges on the field uh, all the time. Reddick, Graham, Sweat. Because Reddick is going to be like the Joker. He's going to be like Micah Parsons is in Dallas. You can you can cut – you know, he can rush up the middle. He can – you know, the two – two point stance coming off off of either either edge so he's going to be interchangeable and you're going to have to you know account for that having three three guys coming at the quarterback and joe your 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 point about that them drafting the center like i do like after doing a little bit of research i like that move yeah and yeah. and that move making that move in the second round tells me that this is not about this year that this is a where this is a Group. Saw value for future. We right. know that. Well, and I think they a- they really took Kelsey's words into consideration because if you read what he said, he's like, "I've been studying this guy uh, pretty much since he's been there, and he 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 mirrors his game after me." And he was basically like, "I want this," you know, without saying it. Uh, he's re- he should be my replacement. Now listen. On the other side of the field, right? The move that I don't think anybody saw happening, right, is when they go to pick at 18, and now all of a sudden, right, the Tennessee Titans pop on the board. And Joe, we were we were doing a uh, the like the belly up draft show, and that happened while we were on the air, and I'm flipping the fuck out. Yeah. Like I'm going, 
What? Like my, my dogs like, are barking. What? Yeah, I woke I woke up my wife. The do- all the dogs started barking. They were like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> my wife in the next room going, "What? Like, I'm trying to go to sleep. What the hell's going on?" <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in here freaking out. I'm going, "What? Like what?" And and then I'm looking at what you gave up. Right? You gave up. There's a steal. Right? A steal. You know, right. for a with... guy who's 24. Yep. Has already had 2,000 yard seasons. Yep. And in a, in a run heavy, run heavy, crazy run heavy offense, he still has is averaging a, almost a thousand yards a season. I don't you can't beat it. You can't beat it. And, and at you, that point, they had already drafted. There were already five wide receivers picked. So yep. if you wanted to pick a, a wide receiver, you're picking a guy who's going to be the sixth guy off the board, rather than a, get a guy that is 24. Is productive is already already showing you already showing you how good he is and how good he can be. Not not a what if. And you know how the Eagles are at wide receivers with what if. Well, look, he's got crazy potential. Now listen. Now now you look at that offense, right? And now you look at like you. If I'm Sirianni, right? I have to, and and I know, I learned last year what Jalen Hurts can and can't do. I know that I can't expect him to throw the ball 55 yards down the field, right? He's not going to be the schoolyard quarterback, right? That takes four or five steps to throw the kickoff throw, right? To get it halfway down the field. Yeah. He's got to be a guy that gets the ball. He's got to get designed plays to get these guys in space, right? And get, get the, the, the slant routes to, to AJ Brown on, you know, a, a 15 yard in and let him run. Create yep. space underneath where Dallas Goddard can get open in the flat, where Devontae Smith can run that deep slant, and you can throw the ball at 30 yards, not 45 yards. Right. Like, you're gonna have that you you're gonna have the all those tricks in your bag now because you you can you can switch out of one move. He makes he makes everybody on that team better. Everybody on that team better. And it you know, it opens up the play action game. It's just the possibilities. The possibilities are uh, are, are you know are, are endless with this team. You know, it's really good. it's still going to come down to Hurts. Can can he make can he make those throws consistently? Right. That's that's it. I mean, you could put eight Jerry Rices out there. Right. If, if, he if he's go, throwing the ball over his head, it doesn't matter. Right. If he can't get it from the hash to the sideline yeah. on a on on a dime. To me, like you, you are going to give him every opportunity to be successful in this offense. Exactly, and if he, and, 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 and if he isn't, right? Great. But the Move team on. is set up. The scene, the team is set up. Whether it's Tim Couch at quarterback or Jalen Hurts at quarterback, you already have you have the talent. Do you have the talent at quarterback? And that, and that's going to be the most important position. Right, if you can't, yeah, this you, is the, the this there, is then. on Hertz because it, they're they're buddies. This is my buddy. We AJ Brown. We trained in the off season. We've been friends and this and that. How he's like, here you go, kid. Here's your shot. Right, here, and this is everybody. probably your last, probably your last shot. Yeah, Jay, what are your thoughts on AJ Brown and what he does for this offense? <laughs> what are my thoughts? I think the Tennessee Titans are idiots. That's ah! <laughs> I mean, A.J. Brown actually called him out and said, like, it's not his fault. If they would have just offered me $20 million, I would have signed the deal. Oh, man. Like, 
that I mean that should tell you all you need to know. Like the guy they didn't. They I mean, my him. thoughts on AJ Brown are that, like I said, out of out of that list of AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, DK. Look at all those guys that moved. Yeah, but I believe I, I'm just from a pure pure standpoint of those three guys that are left: Debo Samuel, DK, and AJ. I think AJ has the highest ceiling. Um, I think Debo last year, you know, the season that he had, a lot of people like, he's like the hot, you know, guy. Like, oh, you know, it's Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel. But A.J. Brown quietly, since he's become a Tennessee Titan, has shown that he's he's just a naturally elite wide receiver. And he does everything well. He Jay, can look at, look at block, his he can in that catch game. slam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can yep. go for the deep he's pattern. He's the best player on the field. That's, shown, and that's what you want. He's shown an ability to, you know, play at a top level in a run-first offense. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of what these guys can't say that. Like, Devontae Adams was obviously, you know, with Aaron Rodgers. Like, so if anybody thinks that that doesn't help his stats, they're they're nuts. Like Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the best quarterbacks of our generation. Obviously, and I'm not I'm not discounting Devontae Adams, but what I'm getting at is you don't have to get a Devontae Adams level to get an elite wide receiver. I would say that AJ Brown is no less than the top 10th wide receiver Absolutely. with a ceiling of being in the top 5. Right. So that to me is enough to say that he's the best wide receiver that the Eagles have had. Like I said, since Tia, since yep. Terrell Owens. Yep. Like, and he's only twenty four. Right. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be able to grow with this guy. Twenty four years old. Oh my god! What could you he imagine? Could you imagine if Tennessee was a was a passing team? What his stats would be like? The only the only listen, and and I and I always try to be as transparent as possible on these shows. The only concern I will say with AJ Brown that comes with him is his health. He he has not he's only had one full season. He's missed, I believe, three games last year, and he missed two games the year prior. So he does have a little bit of an injury. Uh, right. I'm not saying he's injury prone, but okay, he's had. I mean, but he's because he's a he's physical. Four yeah. games though, like yeah. in four games in three seasons. We've, yeah, that's we've not seen, bad. He's a physical. That, I'm just. What I'm saying I, is I know. I there's it. always a negative. You, you can't just focus on everything yeah. positive. I'm saying that is the negative. No, but so. he's he's a he's a physical in your face, catch the ball and double cover. You know, I showed I showed uh Lucas, my son Lucas, uh, you know, his highlights, and I, I hadn't even seen the whole highlight clip, and it's just like it's effortless. You know, catching the ball with one hand, two guys on him, you know, walking, running backwards into the end zone. Like, you know, he's going to go up and make the tough catch. He's going to and he and but then he can he can break it. He can he's got the speed to to run past guys. So he has all he has the whole route tree. He's got the physicality and he has the and he has the mindset. And now he's going to be catching passes from one of his best friends. So there's no excuses. And he's got a guy use, on the other side that's going to create space, right? Yeah. Oh, then you have Devontae Smith. So <laughs> demand, that, demand that attention, right? Yeah, so exactly. Now, so gonna, who you can't double? Who do you double? Can you double? 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Can, can you right? right. And, and and if you do, somebody's right now, running one on one against a yeah a third corner, a linebacker, a safety. So I could break I, I, down. I, I, I could break down the description of AJ Brown in the one word: stud. Yeah, that's he's, it. He's the, Mike drop. Yeah. Like, I mean, he he's We finally have a wide receiver that we've been like clamoring for for how how long that not that right. Devonta Smith can't become a great wide no. receiver in this league right. but AJ Brown already is a great wide receiver exactly now we have and is yeah and we have one that can be we so, had Tia we had him but he was here for a year and he was gone Tia gentlemen give give me a guy uh, is there anybody that you're looking at as a target I know they only have two picks right now just just guys that maybe interest you on day three of the drafts? Uh, yeah, I have one. Go ahead. Uh, Pierce, the running back. Now, is is it a, a thing that you think that they can invest draft capital in, in a guy who might be your third option at that position? Yeah, because I, I, I think that, in my opinion, Miles Sanders is still – an injury risk. Okay. And I don't think in today's NFL, it's a bad idea to have three, even four great running backs. Look at the Buffalo bills. They just drip. They have single Terry and Zach Moss, and they just invested another draft on a running back. Like to me, that's the way of the NFL. Now the Eagles don't have a, you know, a bell cow back. They don't. So in my opinion, you always want to be looking to the future. I'm I know they only have two picks left, but, you know, if you use one of those on a running back, it's not the end of the world. They've already used two picks on guys that might not even play true for a term anyway. I think their whole philosophy in this draft is get better now and later because you got A.J. Brown. That gets you better now. You got Jordan Davis. That gets you better now. Then you got the center who gets you better long term because obviously he's not going to probably start but you never know because let's face it every single year with the Eagles there's always an injury on the offensive line so you never can have enough capital there and then obviously Nicobe Dean like the Eagles are saying he could play like a lot of people were you know saying there's a red flag of injury 
I, according to Howie Roseman, he's going to be healthy. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I listened to the the interview with that he had the press interview that he had where he's saying he's like he'll be in there for the rookie mini camp. He's ready to go. There's nothing, you know. He can't put a finger on why teams decided to pass on him, but you know, I I, I like that that now he's he he sounds like he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder that he's got something to prove, um, which I love, right. I love Joe. Who do you got today? Who's the, who's the guy you're watching today? Uh, I mean, obviously we need help in the secondary, safety, corner. Um, uh, you know, I don't really know what you're going to get at this point, but competition makes the cream rise to the top. So I'm looking at Co- Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati, corner. That was. Uh, that's, so I, think, I think you're speaking to me telepathically. Literally <laughs> I'm looking at right now. Uh, you know, if, at least he, he would push Zach. I mean, one of one of them's got to rise to the top. So, you know, he played and he played with Sauce. So hopefully he took uh, maybe he took a little bit of uh, Sauce's. We'll take a little bit of Sauce with him to whatever team he goes to, but. Corner, corner, and safety. I, 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 that would be the perfect scenario for me because then you could take, you could take Bryant, and then you sign Matthew. And that, that's it, it, it starts to elevate, right? And and when Kobe Bryant gets drafted, that'll be the third DB from Cincinnati that'll get drafted this this year too. Yeah, I mean that's wow. a good that's a good sign. I mean, that's uh, you have to have you have to have competition back there because other than Zach McPherson, uh, do we have do we still have Jacquette? Yeah, I'm a lot I'm a lot <laughs> higher than you two on on McPherson. I, I think okay. McPherson can actually be a starting corner, and I think when they drafted him, now this year, you think this maybe year not this big... year, maybe okay. not. But can okay. one of these guys do? That's what my point. My point yeah, is, no, listen, I you, think you, that you I think know. you go cornerback in free agency i i get the whole enamorment it's almost like we have the same enamorment with cornerback that we do with 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 wide receiver and and it's like eventually you gotta like have a balance you drafted zach mcpherson last year with with the intention of him jay i'm gonna i'm gonna read you some of the guys and you tell me if you're interested Joe, Joe, are you interested in a 33-year-old Joe Hayden? A 30-year-old Kyle Fuller? It's early. Right? A 31-year-old. No, I'm just saying, like, these, no, these are some of the guys that are out there. In them, but I, that's my point. Like, where you could make a trade. Like, I don't think – if you're basing your decision on drafting a cornerback, there's no cornerback that you're going to draft now that's going to come in and start. You're not getting a Sauce Gardner. That that would have been the pick if, if you wanted to go up and get Stingley. Yes, those guys are like, you know, going to be elite. You're not so, – in day three, you're not getting anybody that's going to just come in right now and be like, oh, my God, he's a stud. You're not. He could no, still but- he could still get a starting job. He's, Kobe Bryant could come in and, and, and blow the team away. And then Zach – could then blow Zach, the team away. Zach, you guys could look yeah. like – Right. I, but I we, don't, we, players, don't know. we don't know. We, we don't know. I, I would love – I would love for him to come into camp, blow me away. Right. And me have to come in here and eat crow. I would love it. I, right. I, well, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it from your store. Like, <laughs> I guess, I, I guess the point I'm making is, is I understand where you guys are saying. I'm just countering it with the 
other counter argument to what you're saying. Like, it, it I, hey, I'm all about drafting Kobe Bryant. Like, right. I, I'm just saying, my point is, is I'm not looking at any move they make right now in the draft that's going to solidify a position of need to the point where I'm like, okay, you know, we just got ourselves like, you know, the next Darrell Revis. It's not happening. But if you do it through the draft, you're not putting out that money for a a Hayden or, you know, a guy who's 30 plus years old. And then you can, you can make that decision after this season where you can sign a free agent or, or make a trade you want it's you might be in a better situation if you like. Why are these guys still out there? Well, they why obviously. Is, why, why are they, these guys still out there? They obviously they, have a a formula that they're going on, or they or else they would have drafted a cornerback. Yeah. Instead of not, taking a center or a linebacker, they would have went corner if that was what they were really looking at. I think, like I said, Howie has his own formula of how he looks at things. They yeah. don't value cornerback to the point that fans value cornerback. True. They just don't. And they, I, I guess in their minds, they're solidifying the trenches even more now with Jordan Davis, which is going to make it a whole hell of a lot easier on Darius Slay and whoever else the other cornerback yeah. is. Whether yeah. it's Zach oh. McPherson, they obviously like McPherson to the point where, yeah, I'm not saying he's their starter, but in their mind, they drafted him last year. And I remember when they drafted him, a lot of people were like, man, Zach McPherson's a, a fine, yeah. you know, later in the, in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think he obviously had a year of seasoning to, you know, I, like I said, I, maybe I'm just like in love with Zach McPherson. And this is once again, my bias coming out. I'm just yeah. true. I mean, I'm that guy that once I, I like a player, especially a young player, I, I kind of, I'm we're, we're in a better situation than the days of, uh, Maxwell and Bradley okay. Fletcher, Bradley Fletcher, oh, Nolan, Carroll, like all those guys, right? Um, Orlando Skandrick. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a whole nother show, Joe. Jacket. That's a, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, I know. Ja- jacket. Oh, my God. Jaquette. Oh, my God. Okay, listen, just, just to wrap the, like a, a guy that I'm looking at as a, in the defensive back foot, Right. Do you remember Carnell Lake? Yes. So his son, John, Quentin, yeah. Quentin Lake, right, is a, is a safety coming out of UCLA. Played a ton of played a ton of time. You know, spent a lot of time on the field. Led them in you know in, in a bunch of defensive categories. So you know, if he's a guy that maybe has, I think last I saw, he's got like a like a five through seven round grade, like anywhere in that in that age range. So like he's a guy that you know if, if there's you know, a, a DB that I like, right. He, he might be a guy that, again, I don't think he's going to come in and start day one, but I think he's good. He could be a guy that might push someone on the roster. Marcus Epps. God, who's the kid they drafted from Clemson? Kayvon Wallace. Kayvon, Kayvon Wallace. Right. So like, who, maybe who he, can't maybe get he on pushes. Right. He can't, he can't. Right. So maybe. Oh, he's going to be this and he's going to be that. He can't, right. he comes in when, when, a, when a guy, to spell a guy, or if, when there's an injury, like that was a that was a that was a miss. That was a, that was another miss. Oh my god, Harvest! I'm gonna give you a guy that I think might might fall in free agency. And tell me if you've heard this story. He's a six eight, three hundred and eighty five pound 
tackle from Melbourne, Australia. Daniel Falele, who played at Minnesota, who's like not the best guy, right? Is super raw, but I think hey. anytime, anytime you can, if, if there's if there's a guy that can mold talent, I trust Jeff Stoutman to be able to do oh, it. Oh God, yeah. So he's a guy that like seventh round free mm-hmm. agency. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, that I would love. I would love hey, to be able to see them do him and uh, and Malata. Te- right. teaching he, he, teaching he he's like look well, look right. man i i was there right when we when we drafted him we were like what he doesn't even fucking play football my god another hey, danny Watkins. do you remember those highlight tapes when they were showing the high, the rugby highlight <laughs> oh tapes my god just running through people yeah that's what i'm like it's like it's like third third and goal or fourth and goal I'm like <laughs> dude, who's gonna want to try to tackle this guy Hand him the ball. He does, you know, he's carried a rugby ball before he can carry a goddamn football. <laughs> Give him a chance. That's so true. I'm not getting the who would get in the way of that, honestly. Who would oh, who would god. try to tackle him? It's so oh my god. I love it. Um let's talk Phillies real quick before we head out. They sweep the Rockies, right? They the bats kind of look really impressive throughout that entire series. They scored what like third, I think. 37 runs, maybe 30. Don't quote me on that number, but like 30 something um, runs, yeah. right? In, in in the course of that four game series. And then last night, they get no hit by what? Combined no hitter. Yeah. A combined five, five guys on the Mets combined to throw a no hitter. Like the Jekyll and Hyde, I know it's early. Yep. And I'm trying to stay patient. But God damn, is it fucking frustrating! Oh my God! Hey, hey, Jay, did you did you happen to hear from Aaron last night? <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna. Uh, it's it's maddening. It's uh, I. It's really hard to wrap your head around it with the the amount of of talent and the amount of guys that you know consistently hit the ball year after year to go into a game and it wasn't, it wasn't against the Grom. It wasn't against Scherzer. You know, McGill is a good pitcher, but is he really that good? You know, it's, uh, they're out, they're either on or they're off. And it's this, well, this it team so far is the epitome of inconsistency. And Jay, only because you, you you've debated the Aaron Nola train until it's, beaten until it's dead but think about like the his last how good has he looked in the last couple starts mm-hmm. right he he pitches sunday night against the, the the brewers and then pitches last night and he's looked really good in both of those games and gotten no Nothing. run no run support at all yeah i mean i pick i think aaron nola like if you look at his track record his his Seasons go like this: up, down, up, down, up. That's 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 the uh, trend. And, and I, I predicted that he would have a bounce back year this year, as far as ERA and you know overall pitching. But you're right. Like I think if you look at this Phillies team, the most disappointing thing to me is the inconsistency. But we've been calling that 
we've been using that word for a long time around here with this Phillies team. It, it's not just something new to this year. And I hate to say it, but it starts at the top. Mm-hmm. And I he think does. Joe Girardi is – I just don't think Joe Girardi's that good of a manager. I think he's very overrated, and I think it's it just shows in the way that this team plays. They, they, take, they take basically the attitude and, and the – the uh, aura of the manager and it's basically transferred over to the team. And I mean, they just don't play with any kind of energy. You're not seeing the same, you know, I see Bryce Harper doing it still every night on a, on a daily basis, but who, who you know, who's picking up the slack, who, who's following lead. It, it just doesn't seem like any of these guys have that swagger to the point where, you know, they're going to like get in somebody's face in the clubhouse and, you know, start kind of policing it themselves because obviously Joe Girardi is not doing a very good job yeah. getting this team up and ready to play on a daily basis. And prime example. Upgrade. Yeah. The prime example was that fucking terrible game with the umpire, oh. which I, I wanted to, I wanted to put my hand through the TV you know the guy, and then the, after the game, they they said that he missed twenty three percent of the strikes, which is of the of all the strikes that were called, he he got one out of every four wrong, and for the, for your player to have a meltdown like that that late in the game, where's your manager? And he and he comes like, you know, walking out like with his tail between his legs, not coming out like Schwarber. Which he should have come out. He should have come out like Schwarber did right. for his for his team. Right. He shouldn't have felt like obligated to come out. He should have been doing that rather than rather than his player. It shouldn't. Right. And that was a ninth inning. What about the rest of the game? That was right. that game was terrible for for both both sides had had terrible calls. But for the manager to wait until the ninth inning to say, hey. What the fuck are you doing, dude? You know, it's it's not. It seemed like he was kind of like, like he wasn't like he wasn't locked in. He wasn't. He doesn't seem as connected as as he should be. He doesn't have the pulse of the team right now. Joe, and I don't yes. know if that's is that going to change or is that just is that how he is? I th- because I think you you I and anybody could have managed those Yankees teams, right? And I think yeah, the All Star. He, yeah, he ruled a, the success a, of being a figure. Able to he's a figure. He was a figure on that team. A figure. So, do I think long term Girardi is he? I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. But I think for that, in order for them to continue to be successful this year, he's got to be. He's got to find. He's got to be better. He's got to be, be a lot better to, to be more consistent. Right. Well, does does he want to be? Or like like you said, does he have one? Is he? Is this is this it? Like, is he kind of just going through the motions? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long his deal is, but he he hasn't shown me enough to get this team where it needs to be. Right. And look at the t- the team that we have. Yeah, they need to hit the ball, but is is he capable of getting the team to that point? And True. how long do you wait? Yeah, I don't uh, listen. Uh, it's April, but how how long 
how long in the season? You know, if we're 500 in June or July. Yeah. No, um, something's got to give. Something's got to right. give. Listen, all, all that to be discussed on future, future episodes, right? I'm sure there, there will not be a lack of, of content for us to talk about, but um, anything, anything else you want to talk about gentlemen before we, before we pop out of here? Tyron Matthew, what what's the percentages, guys, that he that he comes to Philly? I think Honest, honestly, ninety. To me, it's like 70-30. I think if he's not back in Kansas City, he's here. Well, there was a report last night that there's already a deal in place. So yeah, you believe? Where did you see that, Jay? Where did you see that? Uh, it was on like uh, <laughs> no, it was a notification. It wasn't Twitter. Wow, I don't know. It was a notification, like. That like they had something on the table, mm-hmm. okay. That's why. I well, texted is, you. Is, you New, I is New Orleans you? still in the mix though too? No, I, remember I texted you that he's out of New Orleans. I think New Orleans is like the third best team in that in that division. The report well, the report said that the many around the league believe a deal they had deals on the table. Right. Eagles and Tyron Matthew. I thought he was. I think it's – I don't know. Is it a two-team race or is it a three-team race? Is new, Is it between the Chiefs and the Eagles or is, is are the Saints still technically in the mix? I, do we do we really know? If I'm him, I think there's too many question marks in, in, in New Orleans. Sure. It's either here or Kansas City. It's where I, I, I really think that's it. Yeah. So – well, gentlemen, with that, we're gonna we're gonna head out. Uh, you know, go over to our our uh, our Twitter bio, check out the link tree with all of our sponsors, uh, all all the deals that you can get uh, with our our uh, our great sponsors at La Terrain, Shocked, uh, Streaker Sports, and uh, Team Clicks. Uh, we'll see you uh, later on on uh, in the week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, probably Tuesday. Who knows? Keep your notifications on. Uh, With that, go Philly, go Sixers. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.